Should our intro be us shouting out Sina and how much she must her? be the fifth listener? Thank you for being our most loyal listener. Again, guys, I haven't been listening, so there's at least two people regularly listening. Murph, you literally never listen to our episodes, and it seems so because hard. I'm always worried. Ryan started that you listening. Yeah. Before you. I'm worried that you don't edit out the stupid shit I say, and then. I cringe. There's so much stupid shit, though. I know. <laughs> I do edit out the stupid shit. And also, like, the more you hear yourself, the more you're like, oh, I shouldn't say that. Why am I obsessed with that word? Why do I keep saying and so? And so oh, my God. You're an and so. I'm a... I don't know. But <laughs> that's because I feel like half the time we're talking about something and then it's 20 minutes later and we're still talking about it. And I'm like, oh. someone's got to direct traffic. It doesn't work though, because I'll just put us on a new tangent. On uh, today's episode of Pack Bags in the Jungle Path. Dude, okay. <laughs> Literally, welcome so- back, Richard. When oh. Johnny needs to make that a wrap. Okay. Welcome back, Richard. You guys, let's try to keep it on one topic. So. <laughs> Path, and then Ali shouted about Richard. So we need to keep okay. it. Wait, guys, okay. maybe our uh, the new rebrand should be something about us having ADHD and like neurodivergence. Because, like, come on, let's embrace it. Okay, so again, packed bags in the jungle path is so iconic. Like, literally, gonna be my next embroidery project. Yes, the only um, merch we ever have. Honestly, it'd be stupid if he didn't make merch off that. I just feel like so inspired to make art, you know? Johnny, <laughs> bring us your rap. Johnny, absolutely not. Which bags in, bags in the jungle pad. Bags in the jungle pad. I would personally like to talk about um, Flo and Alex. <laughs> Can they even be considered a couple? No, that was the point. Well, Florence has gotten more screen time with that twin than Alex has gotten the entire time he's been on the show. Yes. Including on his day. Okay, let's talk about the Justin, Eliza, Rodney, love triangle. And I actually wanted to talk about this so I could go on my rant. Can I just, like, go straight into the rant? Or do you guys want to say something first? Look, you you pop off. Pop (laughs) off, bestie. Sorry, edit that out. Can you call me a queen? I like that better. Queen, I would love to hear every thought that's going on in your head right now. Thank you. Thank you, Governor. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you Governor. Thank you, my lord. Every time my sister says it, I'm just like, can you just say it like you're in Peaky Blinders? Any other way deeply offends me. Right. Governor. <laughs> hey, Governor. We're talking about Eliza, Rodney, Justin. Okay, here's my rant. <clears throat> I listen to a lot of Bachelor-related podcasts, and a few of them have been pointing out how it's kind of counter-feminist to be like, but I want a guy to, you know, stake his claim and tell me that he wants me. Here is my viewpoint. I think that Eliza and Kate are very well aware that they have the full autonomy to make a choice, to say yes to Roddy or yes to Logan and no to going on a date with a new person. But the men are treating it like, oh, I don't want to make her feel like she doesn't have a choice. But with these women, and I think I'm just like 
projecting myself onto them as we all do with people in reality TV, I would be like, yeah, I know that I can choose either way, but I want to hear that you don't want me to go because you're so into me. And I don't want you to tell me that in a way that's like, you can't go because obviously I know that's bullshit. I know that I can go, but I want you to be like, I would really hate it if you went. I want you to stay. And I just, I feel like that's what these women wanted, not for the men to be like, no. And if you want me to go up to him and tell him that he's not taking you on this date, then I'll go up to him, whatever you want, babe. Like, I don't think that was the dynamic at all. I think they just wanted them to tell them that they wanted them. Yeah, I mean, I agree, except for, like, I don't know. I mean, at one point when she was talking to Rodney, Eliza was like, I want you to say don't go or whatever, that you don't want me to go. And he was like, well, I don't want you to go. So I don't know. But after- they're expecting was- a particular answer that they're not receiving. Yeah. It's not just <laughs> don't go. It's don't go. And I apologize for what I'm about to say. You're my woman. It's some sort of, it's not just don't do it. It's this almost possessiveness. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're you, wrong. You can't go on a date with my woman. I feel like when Rodney said, like, I don't want you to go, like, that's obvious. But he he says that it's obvious. I, I agree that it's obvious that he wouldn't want her to go. But he st- his language after that is still so wishy-washy as if, like, he still says things like, but you can go if you want. Like, if that's what you want. Like, and that's where I think the mistake is. Like, don't tell a woman that you are allowing her to go. Like, that's not what she needs. They are aware that they can go if they want. And I think Rodney was just so, like... I don't want you to feel bad. So I'm going to give you permission to go because that's the gentlemanly thing to do. But that just like, wasn't the situation in my very particular view. No, I think, I think that maybe asking you for your opinion on whether she should go on a date with another man. She wants you to be very upfront and say no and convince her not to, she is not doing it just to make you feel better. I mean, that's the thing I felt like they wanted the effort to be put in more. Yes, they wanted them to show that they cared and were like, oh, fuck no, I don't want you to go on this date. Is there, like, if you don't go on this date, I'll plan, like, a date for us tomorrow. Like, I will do anything for you to not go on this date. I just feel like, in Rodney's defense here, he's like, what am I, fucking chopped suey? Like, I want you to not want to go because you you like me. Like, he's getting absolutely no reassurance, no nothing that she's even now still remotely interested other than I want you to fight for me. And if you don't fight for me, then that's not good enough. And I feel like that's, it's kind of manipulative. I agree. I felt like, I don't know if it's okay. So I think there there was just such like a miscommunication that if Eliza had gotten the response that she wanted, then she would have showed Rodney that, that kind of gesture that he wanted which is saying no to justin Mm -hmm. but there was that miscommunication they like could not get there but also think about if rodney had said no like in the past when guys have said or women have said no to wanting their person they're dating on the beach to go on a date they've been like like how could you be so controlling and so possessive and like that's not what the beach is for you're supposed to get to know multiple people like that's not what this experience is about and like Rodney and Justin are good friends 
And like, I'm assuming Rodney's like, the fuck is going on? He, this, this guy left. Yeah. For me, it's just like the difference between saying like, if you go, I'm going to break up with you. Or if you go, I'm going to punish you when you come back. Like there's that kind of connotation. And there's a, I know that you're going to do what you want to do. I don't want you to go because I have really strong feelings for you and it's going to suck being without you all day and I'm not looking forward to that. Like, that's the difference, I think, and what's acceptable for me. All right, and I think he did the latter. Who? Rodney? Yeah. I think she was kind of doing the former. Not, mm-hmm. like, as aggressively, but, like, I think she was kind of doing the former. I think... Like, I you think saw it on the Rodney- date where she was like, yeah, he just, like, wasn't doing it for me in that moment. I think Rodney was trying so hard to not be the first thing I said of like, I'm going to punish you if you go on this date. I think he was trying so hard to not be that, that he came off as wishy-washy. And yeah. like that that's was- not his fault. It's, just, it's his not fault. anyone's fault. It's not Elijah's fault. It's nobody's fault. It's just a miscommunication. That's my view. I think, I think he was a little taken off guard by the entire situation all right anyway so that's my defense of rodney uh and yeah very cool i think it might be different in the other cases that we'll talk about later okay which couple next um we talk about shanae shanae and um jacob right shanae and jacob have a dentist have a dentist appointment together. Oh, oh for sure. Ugh, I'm sorry. Just gross. <laughs> yeah, it was really gross. I feel like they have no chemistry other than two people who bond over the fact that they still want to be on the beach. And they're both, like, hot. Is Jacob hot? I literally can't tell. No, he just shows off his body all the time. Like, he does seem like a great lift driver, though. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see they gave him a $2,000 couch? Yes, I was. I love that he chose one that was on sale. Well, I mean, it just happened to be on sale, and that's what he wanted, but, like, I still loved it. I love that he chose one that was, quote-unquote, on sale, but was actually two grand. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. That was incredible. Million, billion dollar company. Oh, come on. They can afford it. Get it. Get your couch next time. He has to sell his couch for cash. He's going to have a lot of cash. There you go. There's a way to look at it. Yep. Shanae and Jacob. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean... I have just about as much to say about them as they know about each other. <laughs> Jacob <laughs> and Shanae are, like, not into each other, but Jacob is really trying to sell it, and I feel like in his ITM, he's like, yeah, Shanae and I, like, we really like brushing our teeth, um, and so I think we're a perfect match. And... <laughs> I think, I think Jacob and Shanae are like thing. I think Jacob and Shanae are like the couple that meets at the beginning of the summer like you know in the Hamptons at a friend's party and they hook up and then they go back to the Hamptons every single weekend just to fuck each other <laughs> and they're and all of their friends can't stand how much they talk about the other Mm-hmm. like shut up <laughs> and they do this for like 30 years yeah <laughs> they're like each other and they're like they're doing it well into their marriage oh yeah every summer they go to the Hamptons to fuck or Miami maybe or both 
I don't know if Jacob's got Hampton's money. She, oh, yeah. Okay. So Sinead goes on the date with Flo, Joey, and Justin. So is there no drink limit anymore? <laughs> did you see Florence straight up didn't take the shot? I did not. I was so turned off when Joey and Justin came in and were like, um, I'm going to take Victoria. And he's like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Brittany. And I'm like, y'all. I heard. I also heard on a podcast that they talked because I didn't notice it while watching that they talked to like everyone on the beach. Mm-hmm. That's wild. I mean, just interesting. Like I really, they really came in confident, and like that's. I'm so happy that you feel that way after getting sent home on night well, one. That's the thing. It was so interesting how different they were. I feel like this was the energy that they were expecting from the twins the whole time. Yeah, but. Instead of bringing that energy to the Bachelorette, they brought it to Paradise and somehow made it on the beach anyway. I say I'm not going to lie. Producers. I'm not going to lie. Maybe controversial opinion here, but uh, they were seriously a, a lost opportunity. These yeah. dudes are supposed to be characters. Just, mm-hmm. The way that like their, their package, their like, what, like whatever video package they had during the season... Uh, before they introduced them, made it seem like these dudes were going to be like DJ Polly D on Jer- Jersey Shore. Yeah. And they're just like kind of duds. Like Roby is more interesting. Also, Joey, right? Shanae's 30 and the twins are 23. 23. And they kept saying, oh my God, I'm such a cougar. And I was like, literally, Serena and Joe just got married. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you talking about? This is Becca Martinez gate all over again. To be honest, I liked the twins. I thought they were fine. But it just made me realize, like, instead of Hayden being this, like, dumbass character, they could have had, you know, the twins and not had Hayden's BS. Also, I find myself conflicted because I I kind of like Jacob, but he did some screwed up shit on the season before and I'm not sure like how he could have changed or if there was like manipulation to get him to say if it was you I wouldn't have the heart to continue or whatever mm-hmm. wait okay. do we think Shanae and who, whichever twid did they have chemistry or were they just drunk no they're totally just they totally just want to stay on the beach I think that's the driving motivating factor and do we think uh, there's a drink limit anymore there's a drink limit um uh, a a relaxed one the other twin question mark name brought florence i was just happy she got a date and some screen time hell yeah also is she not okay she was on australian bachelor yeah but she's dutch okay i was gonna say because they're talking about europe and i was like you know now that i think about it her accent is not australian at all but i know that accent and i've lived in Amsterdam so that makes sense yeah I think that we should take a shot every time Murph lives somewhere from The Bachelor okay I just think the funniest thing though like fucking whichever twin was just like yeah like I love like Europe culture and then Flo was just like I love Italian culture one of the twins literally was like yeah, I'm a I'm from Italy. He didn't say I'm Italian. He said I'm from Italy. And then she was like, "Oh, do you like Italy?" And he's like, "Well, I've never been." So, oh god, they're they, what? Apparently, they're 23. They act like they're 17, though. 
They remind me of, like, guy who becomes the class president on the first day of college by accident. Mm-hmm. And then is committed to it for four years. Like some Van Wilder fucking movie. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much. Well, let, let's talk about um, Brandon and Serene and, you know, all the screen time they got. <laughs> They're still together. They love each other. The end. I think they might be kind of happy. Yeah, they're like already married, pretty much. Yeah, like I think I think they're okay. Mm-hmm. If they break up, Danielle and Michael. Ugh. What? Boring. I just don't like Michael anymore. Why well, is he always on the screen? I agree. He has some sort of blackmail on the producers. No, but I'm going to touch on them and a few others when we get to Genevieve and Aaron for reasons. Okay. What about uh, what is their name? I don't know. Kate and Logan. There's still that we're still waiting for that scene that's like in the rain, and Kate's like, and Logan's like, I choose you. And Kate's like, I choose you too, or something dumb. Um, when Kate went on that date with Hayden, first of all, they had built up the drama so much in that scene. And I was like, we already know she says yes. We saw it in the preview every week. Yeah. But the date, the fact that, like, they went on the date, he was freaking out about skydiving or whatever. And she was like, ziplining. Um, yeah, about ziplining. And she was like, okay, cool. I love this. Um, <laughs> and then he's like yeah the date's going really well and she like almost immediately you could just see the light leave her eyes as he started talking yeah it was hilarious people are asking this man his morals and the next thing that comes out of his mouth is i have a golden retriever that was literally the sequence that maybe was edited but that is what they showed us, so that is what I have to believe was the next thing spoken out this damn man's mouth. What are your morals? Well, I have a dog. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so your morals are dogs. Cool. Also, like a uh, hundred thousand dollars. Oh my god, one hundred. Oh, like six- we don't even know if it's just a hundred thousand. No, we just know it's six figures. Yeah, it could be eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> It could be $999,000. Exactly. So next couple, Andrew and Jasenia. Don't do shit in this episode. I was going to say, were they, I forgot they still existed. Yeah, I don't even think we talked about them last week. (laughs) Yeah, they haven't been doing anything. Good for them, staying out of drama. They will probably not be getting engaged. Probably not. Probably not. When do you think they're gonna give that ultimatum? Uh, it's like the last. Normally, it's like the last or the second to the last episode, right? No, it's well when they're like not serious couples get off the beach. I feel like that's maybe a bit sooner. Well, it's right before fantasy suites normally. Is it? I don't know. So also, like- I have a projection. I have a- an official prediction. Okay. That. This year, Paradise and the producers are going to break the rules and allow couples to leave the beach 
without getting engaged, but still get to go through everything at the end except for a proposal. Yeah, when I want to say that's not a conspiracy. I think that is what happens to Michael A. Well, no, 100%. It has to happen. Michael A. is not going to propose without Danielle meeting and spending time with whatever the hell his kid is named. Yeah, and it's not like this is The Bachelor, so uh, it's not like they're going to just, like, have the kid come on and have, like, a whole day. Well, I mean, they could, but I'd be pretty pissed if I was somebody else on that season being like, okay, but can't, what? You'd be like, where's Rambo? Oh, my God. (laughs) Bring me Bismuth and Mowgli now. They must know. meet. I think you specifically want um, <laughs> Rambo. Bring me Rambo now. And bring me Rambo's duck toy. <laughs> I'm Brittany and Tyler. Oh they my god! They got no screen time, but they're so hot. I was like, why? Yeah, that, that's really all I have to say. It's just both of them are so attractive and like. I mean, so what? Let's talk about Victoria and Johnny, I guess. Okay, but also, how did they make four hours of screen time out of this? And we can't remember half of the contestants getting any screen time. Like, uh, how is that possible? Because they're truly only showing us a couple people. Yeah, this ableist bitch, um, Genevieve, and. Aaron, like the Rodney situation, and Victoria. Because that's pretty much all we saw this week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was so, four uh, hours. Uh, I, yeah. No, it's crazy. I Well, just... it's because they're showing us what's happening, and then they're showing every single person reacting to it. But the way they're reacting to it is by retelling exactly what they just showed us. Okay. And doing so... it again when they come back from a date. Yeah. So for Paradise on, so for the last uh, two episodes, I mean, according to our good friends at Bachelor Data. Who's now hiring. Who's now hiring, if you're looking for a part-time gig. She seems super cool on. What is the job? Aaron and Genevieve have had the most screen time, obviously, followed by uh, Eliza. Let's talk about Victoria and Johnny's date and their status overall. And I'm going to start by saying something that is going to be unsurprising, which is a plea to the producers of this show. Please stop using native people as props. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. That just made me really feel really gross. (laughs) It was like. It was fitting that it was Victoria Fuller, though. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Burn. I love how like unseriously he took it and she was like this means so much I'm like <laughs> super into this stuff Not always is, though. and he's like yeah I like your tits <laughs> hey Johnny told Victoria he's falling in love with her it's uh it's pretty big for Johnny I feel mm-hmm. too bad she's going to cheat on him okay that's unconfirmed hearsay I don't know. Nick Fiall's talked about it on his podcast. Nick Fiall's so fucking annoying. Also, Greg. Yeah. Ew. Ew. Way to have poor choice. You could have had Alex. But then maybe she would have cheated on Alex, and that would have been so sad. (laughs) I don't think she would have. She would have been like, you know what, Greg? The deal is off. (laughs) 
our scheduled relationship is canceled. Delete your yeah. Google invite. Other than that, it's kind of boring. And they're kind of boring. Because really, these two episodes were really about two people. Who? Aaron and Genevieve. Yeah, because I mean, they apparently seem to be who this whole entire fucking season is about, considering she has the lead over Michael A for who has the most screen time over this season. And she was on um, the Mentel All or I think whatever she's we the, just watched. Her and Victoria, I think, have like the most Instagram growth, too. Hmm. Uh, probably. And they were both um, on the after the final rose or whatever it was that they were promoting yes. Bachelor in yes. Paradise on. Yeah. So Genevieve and Aaron. Ugh. I'm going to start saying sort of what I feel about this, and then we can get into the whole fight thing. Lay it on us, dick. The issue that I want to address more so than the fight is the response to the fight. Is that a lot of people were saying shit like, oh, you know... They had a big row, but now they're back together, and it's going to make them stronger. No, that's not how this works. I'm sorry, but you two, you just saw the two of them had a insanely catastrophic communications failure in their relationship. And you think that that's going to make them better for each other? No, that's not how this fucking works. Gee, I mean, like, look, put aside the fact that they already are subtweeting each other on Twitter about um, the edit, about how Aaron says the argument was supposedly edited by production, which, like, okay. Uh, everything is edited by production. Everything is edited by production. We're all used to that. But, I mean, just, Jesus, it's an insanely toxic relationship that only kind of works because they're both hot and they both just really want to go to the goddamn boom boom room. I thought it was so. Also, no one has been going to the boom room. I, I was thinking kind of the same thing. Also, why has nobody other than the fucking Ayakanetti's been to the boom boom room? Maybe that's I mean, why they heard she was farting and they're like, you know what? Maybe not. <laughs> JK, JK, uh, this is a fart positive podcast. I think Brandon and Serena are in the boom boom room every single night. They just are not advertising it. They're hanging out I... there during the day. <laughs> I told yeah. you all last season I would do that I would be in the boom boom room 24-7 because there's air conditioning I'd be hosting meetings I'd be hosting boardroom chats I'd be working from home you would see me on my dates in there yeah Oh, I'd be flying in through that room why, why is everybody holding the why is everybody holding them up as sort of this example of what a paradise relationship can be? It's just kind of like, they would not last a month in the real world. Because everyone is friends with Aaron on the guy's side. And everyone's friends with, what the hell's her name? Um, Genevieve on the other side. So they're all like, oh, we like this person and this person. Therefore, they're perfect. I mean, it seems, at least from, like, the Alex Johnny thing, that the only criteria for people thinking you're a great couple is that they actually like you more than the other person. Yeah. Not that your romantic partner does, but that you're... Same thing with the, uh, the Justin and Rodney situation. 
they were all like, oh, Rod and Eliza are one of the strongest couples on this beach. Bitch, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. You have Michael A. and Danielle who were fucking texting before they both went to Mexico. You have Brandon and Serene who probably did the same. And they're like doing goo-goo eyes at each other all the goddamn time. It's, it's like what makes them one of the strongest couples on, on the beach compared to those two? Yeah, Brandon and Serene, like, truly have chemistry, and you can see it by the fact that mm-hmm. they're literally always touching each other. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not more than, like, a pencil's width apart from each other. <laughs> oh, I remembered one thing that I wanted to say about this episode. Uh, episodes. So, they have this clip of um, Alex, hot Alex, saying, again, like, again and again in regards to victoria like and i don't play to lose i guarantee you he was out i like playing some sort of like card game or board game while they were like bored at the mansion and was like joking around and said that and they used it in the episode literally three times (laughs) it was so stupid um first of all i agree i don't think king alex would ever no um but also i think that it's really unfortunate Genevieve and Aaron's relationship. I know we said that Shanae brought out the worst in Genevieve, but it seems like these people definitely bring out the worst in each other. Mm-hmm. And also, um, I was like rooting for them before. I had heard that maybe they like separated, but I was hoping they got back together um, before this episode. And I was like really hoping, oh, maybe it was like a scheme um, that they played against production to get like you know, people do that to make sure their relationship lasts on the outside. Yeah. Um, and I regret everything. And I take it all back. I get it. I was it's kind of rooting for them. But, like, no, sexual I know, attraction... But just... Sexual yeah. attraction doesn't mean you're you're meant to be in a relationship. I thought they actually had a good relationship until this episode. They're both... This is, like, like their fifth fight. The, I think the problem That's is... That's fair. Like, to be fair, they... I didn't pay a lot of attention. I think they might just be too similar. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. They both like drama a little bit too much and you can't both be starting up stupid drama to like have crazy makeup sex. Like only one person can be that in the relationship. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Preferably no one. Yeah. Preferably no one. But but at max one. Yeah. But at max one. I think that Shanae and Genevieve are very similar but would make a better couple and that's saying something. <laughs> no, like seriously, I think their oh. conflict resolution was proven to be better. Maybe it's just because they were drunk AF. Well, they were put in uh, really dire circumstances. Valid. <laughs> Basically forced <laughs> to be friends. Mm-hmm. Anything else interesting happened this week? Honestly, no. Um, But was Jesse in the episode at all? A uh, rose ceremonies. There was oh yeah, there was a rose ceremony, right? Yeah, to- Toby or Tony or what's his name went home. We were sad. He's hot. Yeah, Adam. Thor. Adam Todd. That's where I was getting the Todd from. Don't quote me on that. But the the Australian went home. Yes. Yep. Boo! He's hot. Boo! He's a cool geologist. Boo! Boo. He's cool. He's from Australia. You could get the fuck up out this country. He knows the Hemsworths. He knows the Watitis. Murph, what did yes. you think of when 
Wells was like, the women's room is as dirty as it's dirtier than it's ever been. And like, was like pitting the new and old women against each other. Dreams for manipulation. I know. So I thought I was so dumb. Bro, have you ever walked into a dude's room on vacation? There's absolutely zero chance in hell that that room is ever anything less than a frat guy's apartment on a regular I basis i that's correct that, but i agree what they've got a vibrator on the ground and now it's now it's a mess okay ants were in the shower i mean what do you have in the shower that would attract ants body scrub well then that's natural there it's like an outdoor indoor place there are crabs inside right that's what i'm saying like sounds normal yeah also, I'd like to shout out the hermit crab that they featured this week. Alright, there you go. I would like I to anti-shout out the spider. Mm. Oh! That was fucked. Genevieve, I am so sorry. Oh. oh, That was terrifying. What is the over-under on this show ever getting another season? Bachelor in Paradise, that is. I would love it if they did like bachelor and then they did bachelor in paradise i know that doesn't fit any sort of filming schedule but <laughs> that's what i want i just want bachelor in paradise again forever like i want them to do it better but... they could truly do like just this last season of zach since we've had like multiple bachelorettes in a row there's like enough men yeah like just end it at zach let it be what it is and just have like four more seasons of bachelor in paradise so you can give the people who are on the past couple of seasons, like, so you can use up your it. manipulation cards, literally, and then just like end it strongly. I really think. Well, I mean, I don't think it's strongly, to be honest with you. This is true. I think this is the weakest season of Paradise so far. More importantly, what have you been watching this week that's not this? Oh my God, I've been watching Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> and Gabby made a statement that made it sound like her and Eric are like distancing themselves from each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're definitely oh. so yeah. Guys, I watched Wendell and Wild, the new um stop motion animation made by Henry Selick from things like Coraline, James and the Giant Peach, and Nightmare for Before Christmas. And related to Tom Selleck. No, though oh. I did ask my sister that. And Jordan Peele. Oh my God. Uh, they directed and wrote it together. And it is absolutely phenomenal. Like 20 hundred stars. Please watch it when you get the chance. It's on Netflix. All right. What's the name again? Wendell and Weil. Nice. In a turn of events. I have a, I watched it so you don't have to, a.k.a. we watched it for you. Um, I watched Catherine Called Birdie. I know oh. it was not good. Oh. Um, it took me three days to watch it. Oh. It's a two-hour movie. <laughs> What's it about? It's just about, like, a girl who doesn't want to get married. She's... In, like, olden times. And her dad is Andrew Scott. And that was the best part of the entire thing. Um, It's the new fucking Lena Dunham one, which, like... Yeah, I didn't find that out until halfway through. And I'm not gonna lie, I had to take a day-long break. So, yeah. 
But Rose Tyler's in it from Doctor Who. Um, and, and Leon Mormont. I haven't been watching anything new, but I have been listening to Taylor Swift's new album, Midnight, and it is amazing and fantastic. It is. It's available on the library app Hoopla, so I've been considering downloading it through there. I have not listened to a single song on that album. Me either, except for the part that's on TikTok. Yeah, it's literally same. Has anyone seen Fear Street? No. It's like this trilogy of movies on Netflix. And if you if you like like campy horror stuff, it's so good. It holds up on a second rewatch, and also I watched it twice. Fear Street. Okay, I'm gonna get Aaron to watch it with me. <laughs> yeah, also- you have to watch it in order. So it's 1994, the one that's not 1666, and then 1666. Okay. Has anyone on this phone call not seen Hereditary? Me. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Um, it's genuine. It's genuinely like upsettingly scary. Like if you, yeah, I don't like scary movies generally. Like if you actually want to be scared and like no. disturbed, like I would definitely recommend it. No, I heard people who thought Hereditary was easy thought Smile was the worst thing in the world. Like so scary. Really, Smile's commercials oh, yeah. freaked me out so much I cried. No, yeah, like people said, smile was like I saw videos of people crying outside the theater. I'm like multiple people said they had to leave early. I'm gonna watch it. I'm excited. Okay, I do want to say though, um, I think they pay people to say that about every movie. I'm not gonna lie to you. That's no, these were like regular people. No, I know. I think people like a hundred followers. Oh, right. Think for horror movie marketing, like they plant those articles and things every time. Because you yeah. hear the same stories about like every movie. I don't know if I've heard people heard of people crying outside movie theaters. There's usually Something like so scary. People were throwing up outside in trash cans, and one lady yelled out or came out screaming, stuff like that. The point is that maybe what you saw more it could be real, but a lot of the time it can be fake. So we should remain. Yeah. Busy. Yeah, but this one was real. Yeah, because I mean, if they <laughs> followers, sure. I don't know. All right, and that's our pod. Ugh, I hate this show. I know, me too. Shout out to Stina. Oh, we love you, Stina. Shout out to Stina. Shout out to Merce Mom. Woo, love you, Mom. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Ryan, Ryan in one to seven months when yeah. he finally hey. catches up. Hey, one to seven months. That's better than forever months. To be fair, he did say... <laughs> starting from the beginning so oh, i gave him a disclaimer i was like no Look, don't i'm not start- gonna lie to you the podcast only gets better but like I, I no it was like only me and richard do not start from the beginning it, it already happened no. and i was like i'm not even on these ones like no wow if he sticks around he's like the realist <laughs> i also was like i cannot be held accountable for like last year's alley podcasting mm-hmm. i don't know anything that i said it's like when my mom told me she was listening and i was like oh shit i told my mom she's not allowed to listen but i'll send her a clip but i haven't done that yet bye see you guys. <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah